Welcome to Revise Me Podcast. This month we're talking about building a home. You know, there is sometimes an inherent difference between when we say house versus a home. And sometimes I do not like to ignore the fact that the holidays can be one of the hardest times for people. Uh, reminding of them of maybe people that are not there anymore. Uh, today we have a new guest. Her name is Angela Carter. Is that correct? I'm oh, sorry. Angela Carter, is that correct? That's correct. Thank you so much for um, coming and sharing your insight with us and just joining us in the conversation. Thank you for having me. No problem. I always have a disclaimer for those around the world, but for the U.S., if you are in crisis, the 988 number is for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But wherever you are, resources are different. You know, me working in the mental health field, I don't like reinventing the wheel. <laughs> you know, a lot of times what worked, what was positive, I, you know, you know, find what works for you, especially um, when it comes to healing. I want to, you know, I always say people say better than me, Angela, and that's usually true. Um, I stutter with my words, but at the same time, it's humbling. Uh, man, as uh, George Moore says, a man travels the world over in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. What comes to mind when you hear this quote? It's very kind of, there's a lot of wisdom to it, but what comes to mind when you hear it yourself? Home. When you hear that word home, there's something about the word home where you get a sense of security, a sense of belonging. There is, and I think about a whole a old hymn that I heard mm -hmm. amid pleasures and palaces, though we may roam, be it ever so humble, there's mm -hmm. no place like home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel home is sometimes less tangible than the structure itself. A lot of times it's how we connect. You know, it's you could be in a big mansion and feel empty, but feel like you're feel like it's just a lost space, but it's not a home. You, if it, the people you surround yourself and also um I'm, I'm to, to piggyback that james baldwin said it this way perhaps home is not a place but simply an irrevocable condition and this is the more less tangible but being faith-based i i can understand um myself the idea of home is not just the place if i you know uh, think about jacob and esau but before getting there um what what comes to mind when you hear this quote home is a place of tranquility mm. is the the place where our early childhood is birthed the first things that we learn mm. home we assimilated with the things that we learn our first step our mm. first words the friends that we make our early childhood um we associate the smells the sounds there's mm. certain things that wherever we go in the world, wherever we, whenever we hear certain things, it always reflect back home. And yeah. no, go it, ahead. <laughs> Sorry. There was um, uh, the show, the Golden Girls, mm -hmm. and in that show, Rose always, in every episode, referred back. <laughs> Oh, and St. Ola. Everything was about St. Ola because St. Yes. Ola was her home. And yes. she could connect that with everything that she did. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and I totally agree. There's this, this connecting factor when it comes to home. Uh, unfortunately, those who are really struggling, um, they try to, you know, they'll go on vacation per se. Everyone's on vacation somehow. I don't know how they are. But the thing is, um, you could not feel, you could go somewhere else but still feel miserable. You know, there's something about how you are internally and how you feel that matters. You change the scenery, it's not home. You know, you change where you go, it's not home. And I think in regards to um, what you were saying, the baseline, when, we, when we're starting our first steps, a lot of us are shaped by our culture, where we were brought up, what we learned as a child, um, both positive and unfortunately some negative, but we grow. And we and, and uh, I think home and defining home in the house is very I don't know it's something very deep and inspiring for me. Um, there anything is a, else? Go ahead. Go ahead. There, there is a difference between a home and a house mm-hmm. because you can have a beautiful, elaborate house with mm-hmm. all of the fittings. It could be beautiful. Everything. Mm-hmm. But if there's no love, there's no connection, there's no feeling in mm. that, that's a house. Mm. But when you talk about home, it's more um, sanctity. There's more connection. You yeah. feel that sense of belonging and welcoming. Yeah, I totally agree. I know I was mentioning um, a little bit, you know, obviously, Revive Ministry doesn't proselytize, but I do inspire, I'm, you know, I'm, I cannot deny that faith has really, really helped me along my journey of healing and self-reflection. And Jacob's story, just him fleeing from Esau. The reason I mentioned this is just in in the story, he flees, he goes to Bethel, which is house of God. But the interesting thing about it is there was no structure, but it was his home at that current moment. He was running away, you know, he had that dream, but, you know, not to get deeper into it. But more the fact is, um, home doesn't need sometimes structure is my point sometimes home is just the connection you have you know with Jacob it was the connection he had with God but home could doesn't need to be this huge like you said a, a ravishing like lavish place it could be just a small place where you feel connected and loved and I feel sometimes we may lose sight of those simple um, facts in our lives. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, and um, as we move forward, I was going to later on, I want to also ask a little bit about if you want to share a little bit about your story. But in regards to Genesis, you know, when it comes to Jacob's story and anything you want to add to what I've said or anything else you want to share? I, I would like to um, emphasize that. In order for Jacob to find that peace, he had fled from home. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he fled at that time, he was a young man. Mm -hmm. And now he's going back, he's more mature. Mm -hmm. But in order for him to find that peace and tranquility Mm -hmm. and to get things right, he had to go back home. Even to reconnect with the covenant that yeah. was made with his grandfather mm-hmm. i will bless a blessing to abraham isaac and jacob 
So it was a reconnecting. And I believe that going back home was the only place where he could find that peace. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting at the end, obviously I didn't mention it here, but he does meet his brother and it's just something he did not <laughs> expect the response he had. And it's a beautiful story because I, I can imagine that place, Bethel, because that's where he first stopped. I can imagine his grandkids being like, well, it's just a rock. What's a big deal? And so much more <laughs> him at that, you know, at that moment. So. Anyway, obviously, I just want to ask you, Angela, being a new guest, you know, I'd like to give an opportunity for you to share a little bit about yourself. Um, what, you know, what, what brought to you to where you are today and anything you want to share? It's your time. I am a pastor. Mm -hmm. advocate. I am a survivor of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote my first book, mm -hmm. Letters to My Mama, mm -hmm. All the Things I Never Said. And that's mm -hmm. available on Amazon. I'll, I just want to share real quickly, um, all the links to her book will be in the notes. So if you want to go check it out, I encourage you to do so. Continue. Sorry about that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, In my situation, I was in a very care audit home i mm. was um in a situation where ab abuse was constantly had so it put me in a position of having to redefine my home i knew that i was an unhealthy environment mm -hmm. so first of all i had to identify the situation Mm -hmm. and come up with a plan to change that chaos into a healthy environment. That's, you know, I, I want to ask you, um, from that experience, what components helped you start building on a healthy home? And what helped and what did not help? Uh, just for those listening, I always find it very helpful to, for people to hear different aspects and perspectives. So, Please share what you can um, on what helped you build it a healthy home. Uh, first of all, I had to relocate. I had mm. to separate myself from the chaos, mm -hmm. which was a difficult situation because when you're starting over in life, it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. So there are many aspects that I had to um come up with a short-term plan, mm -hmm. uh, short-term goals, long-term goals. And I had to redefine my normal and mm -hmm. that I had to start all over again to rebuild a healthy home. Mm -hmm. And rebuilding that home, I had to make some sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I had to maintain my focus of what was important at this phase in my life and what was not important. And I also had to prioritize because I had at that time, three young daughters. Mm -hmm. So it was not only myself, but it was also maintaining a safe environment for them where they could thrive and not be um, psychologically impact by all the chaos that was going on in the home. Yeah, and you know, I'm 
it's it's I can I can't imagine what that all must have been because it's I remember one person saying in um, letting go is hard but starting over is harder. You know, starting yeah. over is like you can let go of things, but if you may be in the same bitterness, same mindset. But to say I'm going to put myself out there to try to be better, you know, it's inspiring. I do. I just commend you on that, um, Angela. I want to hear a little bit about um, what did not help. Did you? Uh, what did not help during that time? Because you know. A lot of times we have to give ourselves grace because it's not easy to start over, to try to build something that maybe something new that you haven't experienced before. So anything, any, anything you want to share insight on this? What did not help is the fact that I had to give up everything that I had worked for. And when you are going through, when you have work, but you have to leave it all behind because you're running to maintain that safety. You're running to, um, for your life to put it in a different light. You know, when you have to give up everything, those are some of the things that you you think about and they're not, you know, very helpful in, in your state of mind. You cannot focus on those things, not mm. having, um, the finance that you need, um, mm-hmm. having to be in that situation where there once in your life where you had everything, but now you find yourself with nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that um, didn't help in that situation. But yeah. having the faith in God and believing in Him um, mm-hmm. helped you through those um, situations. You know, um, I want to also share that, you know, thinking of the idea of building homes, there's many different types of homes, you know, some more tangible than others. Um, first, you may have your immediate family, extended family. Then you have your community or faith-based family. And maybe a space we have within ourselves that's less tangible. Maybe in the faith-based side, our relationship with God. You know, I want to ask you, which of these homes, not to pick one as a favorite, but what comes to mind, what pops in your head is has been a strong role for you today and what have you learned from it along this journey? Well, the <laughs> all of the um, components that you put, yeah, the yeah. family, they all play a very important role. Mm-hmm. But I think my strongest role, uh, my um would be my immediate family. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up in a home um, Mm -hmm. where I had, I was surrounded by love. I was surrounded by family who um, nurtured me and took care of me and Mm -hmm. taught me some values and um, taught me the principles, principles. And Mm -hmm. I would say that would be my strongest, that would be the strongest entity in my life was my immediate family. You know, I, I totally agree. A lot, a lot of the things I've learned, uh, I can at least speak for myself. I learned when I was a child. <laughs> I learned like a lot, a lot of the foundations. And I want to also piggyback. One thing I've learned was that you can't just maintain a home. You must also build it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of weird to say it that way, but um, we kind of, you know, 
at least for me, I can find myself getting a little bit complacent because the fear I have, and I'm not just saying in churches or me being, you know, I'm working with churches, but also in their own home, but just using this example, whether you're faith-based or not, the fear of just keeping things as they are can erode the most pristine homes. If your only if your only focus is I just need to make it like it was, sometimes you may miss out on an opportunity to grow your home or even you know see something dive a little deeper. Any thoughts on that? At least this is what I've experienced. I know everyone ha- are in different parts of their journey when it comes to building or you know providing a healthy, positive home or environment. What are your thoughts? Well, you can compare it to a garden. Mm-hmm. You have a garden and you sow seeds mm-hmm. and they, they grow up. Mm-hmm. But then you have to take the time to pull the weeds. You have to till around it. You have mm-hmm. to water it. You have to yeah. make sure that it is coming up right. So with a home, there are certain values that you must maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the love, communication, mm-hmm. getting along with each other, um, family outings, having fun, time mm-hmm. of laughter, time of coming together. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the components, having faith, stability, mm-hmm. uh, devotions, mm-hmm. you know, having a family time together, communicating mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes we get so caught up with our daily occupations that we forget to say, well, how was your day? Yeah. Yeah. How, how <laughs> did you have a hard day? How was yeah. your day? Those are things that maintain that home. I agree. You know, um, we're too quick. I, I think before was, you know, we're just too quick. How are you? And you just walk off and then you're just expecting, you know, I'm doing okay. Now everyone's just super busy. I'm busy to even just everyone's super busy in their lives. And whenever you try to have a conversation, it's uh, the busyness kind of supersedes just being present. Like, how are you, Angela? How was your day? You know, saying in that moment, if that makes sense. Sometimes we bring the busyness even from (laughs) our work into the home. Oh, I know. I know. we are so busy and um, now since we've been working from at home, everybody is on their computer. I have to finish yeah. this report. <laughs> I have to make sure. <laughs> so yeah. in that time of uniting and that, you know, time of communication that is cut short to a point. Yeah. And I feel uh, the, the boundaries are less clear. We have porous boundaries and in, in, in dividing those spaces. Um, um, but also one thing I've noticed, I was talking to my wife is that I can have 10 minutes, but if, uh, but I'm really present with my wife for 10 minutes. It's better than three hours <laughs> just doing, you know, just being in the same proximity. There's something about the quality of being intentional. I noticed this before COVID you go to a restaurant, they have family gathering, a family reunion. Everyone's on their phone. Angela, everyone's on their phone. (laughs) It's like, it's funny because they probably, you know, made this big arrangement. Oh, we're going to go to this restaurant. Everyone's going to meet. It's been so long. Yes. And unfortunately, um, the intentionality of communication 
I don't know. I, I feel that it's not just time because time's interesting. I don't know when I was in class, if a class I didn't like, Angela, it seemed like it lasted forever. Yeah. <laughs> but something I liked lasted very <laughs> So I think there's something there. Sometimes it's not that we don't have enough time because it can't add more than 24 hours a day. Right. It's, it's just really spacing and being okay with it. I I still struggle about not bringing my work home. But one thing I tell my wife is what I've been practicing is when I come home, I'm excited to come home. I'm happy to drive home and that's a good sign for me even though i'm trying to leave work because i work in the mental health field and home uh, at the work i'm not bringing home it's still something i have to actively engage in like i'm gonna be present home and for me um this is something learned and i feel there's something i'm trying to get better at but um i don't know uh how about uh how is how anything you want to add to that angela Yes, I would like to um, elaborate on that a little okay. because you said you're in the health uh, profession and I can um, imagine what your um, caseload is like and <laughs> all, of the, all of the situations you have to deal with. So yeah. at the end of the day, I can just see you relax and trying to get home so that yeah. you can get a uh, Relax, take your shoes off, sit on the couch, and just breathe in. And yes. So it's funny, I, you know, a lot of times I've been through trauma therapy and all this yes. stuff. And sometimes the simplest thing is I drink a lot more tea. I don't, and um, just even making my tea, I take a, I take my time, Angela. Yes. I take each step. I just focus yes. on that and just, you know, the whole process. And, Believe it or not, especially you can, like you said, I have, you know, my caseload might be overwhelming. All I need, I'll tell myself, I need five minutes. Five minutes. And so it's amazing. We practice it enough, at least from my experience. I'm, I feel, I feel okay. I feel okay because I've learned certain, and it doesn't always work that way. But at the same time, if I know, if I recognize it soon enough, sooner than later, uh, I'm able to catch it quicker and know, hey, I need a little bit of time to kind of breathe and work on myself and then I'll come back. And that's okay. At least from what I found. And also it has helped me notice if I'm bringing things home <laughs> from work <laughs> because sometimes we don't recognize it when everything's work. <laughs> so, so. And, and sometimes too, when we think of the chaos that we just came out of, Mm -hmm. We begin to have a deeper appreciation mm -hmm. of our home. We, you know, we, we just embellish those moments and thank God, you know, and be grateful that things are as well as they are in our homes. Yeah. And I feel, you know, that is just the, the, the way you may be able to reframe because a lot of we're very either very critical on ourselves or we or there's always someone else or yeah. something else going on but the fact that you're here the fact that you're listening the fact that you you know there's a lot of things to be grateful for sometimes we forget about uh, i do want to say that you know what we've learned in the past so it's good to remember but not to dwell you know remember the lessons you learned and uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I've been doing practices 24 hour rule. If I do something well, 
I appreciate myself for 24 hours, then I move on. You know, a lot of times I don't get stuck there. Dwell on the negativity. Yeah. Angela, just um, I'm going to ask you as we kind of wrap things up, um, what does building a home? We've been talking about it, and I just want to give you an opportunity to share anything we haven't spoken of. But I really appreciate your insight and just sharing your perspective. Um, I'm going to also ask you any final thoughts you have and anything else you want to share with those listening today. Building a home means an environment that is, first of all, clean mm-hmm. and free of chaos, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, home where there is a welcoming spirit, there's discipline, mm-hmm. there is thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and there's appreciation. Mm-hmm. And all of those, the fruits of the spirit, things that enlighten us, things that we can work together mm-hmm. as a family. We can um, know each other's strength and our weaknesses and mm-hmm. know that you can come to each other. We can communicate about mm-hmm. the things that um, is difficult for us, you know, and be able to maintain that healthy environment, that peaceful environment, free from the cares of the world. You can always build that relaxing atmosphere. I totally agree. And at the same time, you know, um, a lot of times when you create and you have these kind of environments, accountability is not a bad word when it's a safe place. So <laughs> if I like, if I want to lose, I don't know, lose weight and uh, I want to like, okay, I want to, you know, Let's say I want to jog. Yeah, I could talk about jogging all the time. And at the end of the day, I got to start jogging, you know, if I want to jog. So, so there's a lot, accountability is only a bad thing if you don't feel like you have trust or respect or this kind of environment at home. But that's wonderful the thing about home. It's less, these less tangible things provide you the avenue to discover yourself. You know, there's this healthy tension that's okay. No, it's not. Everything's not gonna be roses. Sometimes it's gonna be like, ah. But at the same time, it's just it's those growing pains, those growing things that you learn and self-discover for yourself. But in a home, it, it's more. I would say, it, it, it's more nurturing. It, it provides a, an avenue, a place for you to grow in. And it's it's not always gonna be uh, you know, easy, but it's a safe place to do it. If that makes sense. Yes. Any final thoughts you want to share with, with those listening? Anyone that wants anything you want to share? Be get better and not bigger. Like, I I totally I, I totally agree. And and with uh with uh with all the links for her book, uh, it will be in the notes. And please, um, I do encourage you to check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) No problem. I just want to share with those listening. Remember to stay updated with Rob Rob Ministries through various platforms. RobMinistriesFL.com is our website. Uh, You can reach other platforms this way. This is goodbye from Rob Ministries. I leave it with an Irish proverb. It says, the longest road out is the shortest road home. (laughs) And I I find that uh, very comforting. But until next time.